Friends and listeners, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective Podcast, the podcast where we speak about everything Woody Allen and sometimes things that are adjacent to Woody Allen. I'm joined here with my co-host, James Daniel Walsh. Sir, thank you for joining me on this recording, as always. I have been looking forward to this one. Yes, you have. Before we get started, I have a big announcement. And uh, it's, it's partly sad, partly bittersweet, but... It's uh it's a big change, and that is our good friend, the original co-host for the Woody Allen retrospective, Simon Red, has decided to step away from podcasting, the podcasting game altogether. He's uh he's just stepping away. Um, I've been working with him on this project and many others on Planet Tyro for years, probably about seven or eight years, and yeah, he just wants to do other things with his time, and I uh, appreciate that. There's no bad blood or anything, you know. There's a chance he might come on for something down the line, but for now, he's doing his thing. And as such, I asked James if he would kindly, if he would grace us with his presence as taking the place as my new co-host on the podcast. And he said yes. So James is going to be the co-host on everything we do here on the Woody Allen Retrospective. And James, I appreciate you accepting the placement oh it's been a lot of fun it has we've been recording for a couple of years ourselves now mm-hmm. <laughs> i think two years when, uh, when we did our first recording so yeah that's the first announcement simon you will be missed although i i love you and hate you at the same time but who knows who knows but yeah all wishes all best wishes to simon thank you so much bro and uh yeah we got a lot of people that love him and hate him so good send off hit him up on twitter if you care to and who knows, you know, all the best, all the best. So, moving on to our next announcement is that our one of our best, best, best collaborative friends, people we'd love to shout out, and I'm not going to lie, someone, a website I learned so much more about Woody Allen from, the Woody Allen pages. One of the greatest Woody Allen fan sites out there has now got their own podcast. Yes, they are doing their own podcast, the Woody Allen pages podcast, I'm going to link to it down in the description. They gave us a shout out on the introductory episode and I love it. This guy is such a knowledgeable fellow. I believe his name is William. I might, uh, William? Well, I might be getting that wrong, but I'll put a link to his podcast down. Guys, I'm just lazy today. <laughs> the pollen's getting to me. The heat's getting to me. So forgive me, but the Woody Allen Pages podcast is phenomenal. I want to put, uh, he actually made a special a special section on his site where he actually links to other Woody Allen podcasts as well. And I found two or three others. So Woody Allen's getting the shine. I think he really deserves. And that's great. So guys, if you're listening uh, on the podcast feed or forever, what podcast app you're using, I'll put the link to that article down below as well as the podcast for Woody Allen pages. And also if you're watching on YouTube, links will be in the description as well. And that's pretty much it for the preamble. So, as you can tell from this episode, we are not doing adjacent. James is joining me for the first time on a Woody Allen film. Me and him are going to talk about it, his latest movie. James, do what you do best. Introduce us into the movie. I'm going to play the trailer and we're going to talk about it, James. What are we going to be talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about Rifkin's Festival, his 49th movie that came out last year. In that I know of, only Spain and Italy. I guess so. 
I don't think you're wrong about that. <laughs> Do you want to give us a synopsis before we play the trailer? Uh, the movie is a stars Wallace Shawn as uh, the titular Rifkin. He is a, a former movie professor who's trying to write a novel, and he is accompanying his wife, played by Gina Gershon, to the San Sebastian Film Festival in Spain. And uh, very, very typical Woody Allen shenanigans ensue. Yeah. So on that note, let's play the trailer and then let's get into it. I actually don't know where to begin. I had to accompany my wife to the San Sebastian Film Festival. She did the press for them. Yes, for the, oh my God, I love his look. He is so chic. I only went because I couldn't shake the suspicion that she had a little crush on this movie director. <laughs> well, we put in quite a day today, huh? You did. You were unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I wasn't a little uncomfortable about Sue spending all day with Philippe. I ran into Sue this morning. At first, I thought I was interrupting something until I realized it was your wife. <laughs> Since coming here, my mind started playing tricks on me. Just wanted to play a bit of the trailer. I want to start by saying I didn't hate the movie. I don't feel as despondent as I did when I watched Rainy Day. But for me, this movie feels it's just a bit too much like an afterthought. It's just a bit too inconsequential for me. And it's uh, weak. It's weak. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's I. I didn't hate it either, uh, and it's definitely improvement over Rainy Day in New York. But uh, there are some things going against this movie that uh, just kind of sink it. The biggest for me being the lead performance by Wallace Shaw, but also just a reliance on really tired kind of ideas that Woody has been giving us for a long, long time and done them much better in the past. Yeah, I mean, the plot alone is just more of a a premise. Mm-hmm. A premise sprinkled with the, a lot of Woody traits, a lot of Woody's ideas he's trodden on many times before. And I always love to think there's one thing that stands about, one's that, one thing that stands out about his movies whenever he does them. Rainy Day, honestly, I can't say there was one thing that stood out. <laughs> to be honest, not yeah. one. This movie, there is a couple of things that I do think he tried and i wish he leaned more into it and uh i want to i want to really get into wallace uh, uh sure in a moment but i really felt like the dream sequences and you know the big i think this is woody's biggest nod to igmar bergman than ever really but not even not in a subtle way in a very heavy-handed way and i, I mean it's playful i don't think he was trying to be cerebral with it or anything we got the big deaf character at the end which disappointed me immensely because the character playing that deaf character I thought was going to have a much bigger role uh, but I actually wanted the movie to be more surreal whenever those moments happened with the dreams and the aspect ratio would change and the, the colour would change and we'll, I would be like you know what Woody why don't you just go straight into it why wasn't this movie just flowing in and out of different aspect ratios different ideas it didn't do it enough and me saying that obviously that wasn't his intention it that was just a little side dish to the main plot which is just so i just kept on thinking is this really what it's all about i mean 
this guy's wife who is, is she a journalist or is she like a movie promoter or what does she do what does uh what does Shaw's wife do in this movie i that i could tell i thought that she was the uh the agent yeah for the director yeah but uh honestly i had this movie on in the background while i was uh working out and i it i was bored <laughs> I was bored by it and some some stuff might have gotten past me because uh I would just sort of I focusing on it was very difficult because I could tell everything that was going to happen an hour before it happened and that the it, it's to me it's just really sloppy on Woody's part I <sighs> I just think he didn't care. Like this movie, everything about this movie says he's just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think he tried. That's the that's the thing. I think the problem is with Woody now. Well, I think one of his priorities, which always bothers me, is that he's just a volume filmmaker. He would rather just hit that mark of a year, a movie every year, rather than the story being of, of a certain quality. And isn't that every review I've read and every youtube comment i said is like oh this this uh, main character has this thing that he's writing a book he only wrote one book he wants to write a second book but he wants to write books that are only masterpieces of a certain caliber that's a big part of this movie as well and that's an interesting contrast to woody allen who just says as long as i get a movie out every year i'm good so i just thought that was an interesting contrast especially since woody allen just wrote a book as well his um memoir or biography a proposal nothing uh yeah what is sure all right let's get into him um the problem is look the thing i i never liked woody allen getting any actor he could to play him or to yeah. play the character that is his you know uh well he, <laughs> the thing about woody allen really makes me laugh he always says these movies aren't about me these these, woody, these movies don't relate to me but they look like him they sound like him they have his mannerisms i mean they're in all of his movies i'm just like what these and uh, a director who used to make movies who loves a certain type of movie i mean when would he always talks about this ain't me people always say that these are me and my movies it's not me i'm like you're doing it again you keep on saying this but you keep on doing this and that's fine if you've got an interesting take on it or you've got something interesting to say like i don't like as you already know stardust memories but i think He's trying to say something. I don't think it came across very well in that movie, but I will never fold that movie for not being ambitious. That's for damn sure. <laughs> this movie and this main character, Wallace Shaw doesn't have a lot of um, presence. He's always a side dish. He's been in a couple of Woody Allen films in the past. So when he's playing the Woody Allen character, to me, it's different enough because he can't, he doesn't come off as neurotic as usual. He just comes off I thought he felt a little bit more pensive. It, it, it seemed genuine. I thought, this is a different fit for the Woody Allen character. But the problem is, he didn't have any oomph to him either. It was just like an old guy, a pensive old guy talking, talking. But he didn't carry me through. When every other male character I would see in the movie, there was something about them, even if they annoyed me, like the man who's swooning his wife, you know, he's cool. He's He's got more oomph. And even the guy he meets later at, his doctor's house even that guy the artist who was cheating with the other woman i mean he had a lot of passion as well i'm like why couldn't that guy be the main character so i found myself 
just saying that every other male actor in this movie had a lot more gravitas <laughs> than what they showed to me. But I, I, yeah, and it, it did it did make this just a kind of a whimsical meh experience. So I think if Woody had gotten someone else to play that lead, preferably somebody maybe more in their fifties, this would have been a much better movie. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I like that he's riffing on other directors. I like that he's, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to be Fellini here. I'm going to be Truffaut here. I'm going to be Godard here. I like that he, you know, he even takes a stab at being Orson Welles at one point. Yeah. There, there's an ambition in those scenes that is lacking in the rest of it. But Wallace Shawn is just wrong for this. He's clearly supposed to be Woody. I mean, the, the hypochondriac and the, you know, all that. But he might be, and I'm trying to remember, he might be the worst at doing that character that I can recall. And I, you know, I, I thought Will Ferrell was kind of ter- terrible at it in Melinda and Melinda. And uh, there have been other actors who, you know, Kenneth Branagh was just weird. That's the one I hate the most. I hated Kenneth Branagh in Celebrity. I hated that. Uh, yeah. Was that celebrity? I think it was celebrity. Yeah, it was celebrity. Yeah. I hated but that performance. Yeah. This time it's just, and I, I, I don't want to be mean, <laughs> but Wallace Shawn plays kind of dimwits very well. He's got yeah. that kind of look about him, and he, he, he knows it too. He, he plays into it, and he's got that, you know, his mouth is always hanging open. He's always kind of stooped forward, and. This guy, if you're going to have an older guy, I don't know why Woody didn't play the part himself other than he knew if his face was on the poster, there was no way yeah. that the movie was going to be ever distributed in the United States. With the real-life drama, of yeah, course. It, yeah, it may not be anyway. I've heard nothing about it coming over here. But yeah, the to, I think Gina Gershon was really good in it. Yeah, uh, she's the best part of the movie. The uh, I'm not sure the actress who played the doctor. Neither am I, but she's fine. Yeah, she was good in it, um, but I didn't at all believe that she would be at all attracted to Wallace Shawn at all. Like I, he comes across as kind of creepy. Yeah, he kind of stalks her in a way where he just forces himself to see her and he, for for the majority of the movie you wonder if are you really going to try to make me believe that she will go away with him and mm-hmm. and then by the end it doesn't happen and then because you don't get that payoff either and it just ends it's just kind of like i wouldn't say what what was the point but i was yeah. just like okay I, I like the realism because obviously it wasn't gonna it shouldn't happen and it didn't happen but then it's just like, am I? It's this movie's just a snapshot of this guy's life. It's just it it it's too inconsequential. And by the way, I just got to say this: when I was watching the movie, I thought the I thought the comedic element of the movie was watching Wallace Shawn getting cuckolded. I thought that was meant to be funny. Oh, he's slowly watching his wife get taken away by this, you know, up up um, toffee nose. Uh, thinks he's the shit actor who, who's you know keeps on tearing them apart, which is su- stuff Woody does in other movies as well with his rivals. But 
it just goes on and on and on and then when it reaches the conclusion that you think it might not make because that'll be too predictable and it does and it just ends and he's like oh and then she did cheat on me and then it did end i was like really did it actually just went in a straight line like yeah okay so he just watched it happen he watched it watched it watched it watched it happen he was obviously trying to do something on the side and then she just came out and said to him it ain't been working and i just thought i don't i don't really get it i'm not getting anything out of this i really do feel like this uh, i really feel like woody wrote an alternate version of his life <laughs> and well he, this might have happened to me in the alternate universe and this is it but there's no twist there's no edge there's no real sexiness to it i mean the cinematography is nice i don't even i don't even know if i want to say the cinematography is nice or just the, the city itself is beautiful because yeah. there's nothing dynamic or wonderful or great about the actual execution of the cinematography either it's just a nice beautiful city the people are beautiful the city is beautiful it looks nice but we've seen vicky christina barcelona yeah. we've seen to run with love we've seen the night in paris we've seen this three four five six times now so you, you know that novelty is wearing off the european movie trail is starting to wear off as well so when you take that away and wally shaw's not a good strong actor with presence it's just kind of meh i kept thinking about mickey christina barcelona since you know they're both set in spain and that movie I, that was one that it, it took me a long time to finally sit down and watch i don't know why i thought it would be overrated but when i watched it it was just amazing filmmaking yeah. and the way that that movie was shot you wanted to be there here you're right it's just it it all looks very good because it's a beautiful city but it's not filmed in a very inventive way it's it's all just sort of presented and i i get the feeling almost like this was a first draft of a script and he knew that he was going to struggle to get actors mm. and maybe he even thought well i have to set it i have to set it in europe because i can't set it anywhere else in the united states or and i have to be selective of where i i set it in europe and almost feels like maybe his he was a little bit constrained like maybe he was second guessing himself a little bit like i mean i kept thinking of like actors who could have played that lead role who would have been better can i throw one at you yeah what if christoph waltz was the main character that's what I was hoping that it was going to be when I knew Christoph Waltz. I, I was sitting there the whole movie going, where the hell is he? Yes, exactly. So was I. <laughs> like, What's going on? And when he came in with that classic Igmar Berman death character, mm -hmm. just for f less than five minutes, it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty good for what it was. But I was mm -hmm. just like, even if he was a recurring character through the whole movie, like what Woody did in, you know, Mighty Aphrodite, keep on going back to that, the, the scenes with those actors, those Roman actors, or stuff, I, I, that would have lent more. So I just felt like, was Christoph Waltz like a pity hire? Did he just like, no, I want to support Woody and do this one scene and I can say I was in the Woody Allen movie. I'm not, I'm not hating on him. I'm not hating no, no, on him. No, no, he was really all. good in that part. Yeah, yeah, but that's the kind of character, actor, you need as a main character. But maybe Woody asked him and he said no. Yeah, I mean, he... 
he's definitely the biggest name in the movie. Yeah. And he would have been good in the lead, but I kept thinking, okay, if you wanted an American actor, I keep, I, I don't know why I kept thinking if Steve Carell were playing the Wallace Shawn part, you would have had, first of all, somebody younger, yeah. somebody who it would have been a little bit believable that the, the doctor character would have been attracted to somebody who yeah. would believable be believable that Gina Gershon would marry. There's no way that Gina Gershon, they had no chemistry together. They were, you never believed that this woman would ever marry this guy. Yeah. And that to me was more down to the actor than it was necessarily the way the character was written. Yeah. Um, I tried to think of my favorite scene in this movie. Um, the scene, the scene I liked, which was the scene where <laughs> Wallace Shawn was at a, a dinner party and he was talking about movies and then they were all listening to him at a dinner table and they were all kind of quiet. And then later you find out there was a woman that he was in love with that I think his brother ended up with and she was just like disseminating him and why he's, his opinion is so you know, uh, up, upper class and how he looks down on people. And he's just sitting there. It's one of those scenes you've seen in the Woody Allen movie a lot. But, you know, it was it was a really well well executed scene. But because I didn't really care about what is Sean or his love interest, or maybe if it was a scene that was set with a younger version of him, but because it was, a, I don't know if it was set in the past. Was actually shouldn't that scene wasn't that a flashback scene? Am I wrong? Wasn't that a flashback scene? I thought it was one of the uh, him imagining himself in a movie kind of a scene, but it's not really made all that clear. Hmm. And uh, that did that scene reminded me a little bit of the self awareness that Woody had in deconstructing Harry. Yeah, but. Yeah, it but it doesn't go very far. I mean, the character, the evolution of the character is just maybe I am a little bit pretentious, maybe I need to get over myself. Yeah. That's not really all that much of a character arc. Again, maybe if the character were younger, it would have had more of an impact, but you know, Wallace Shawn is—he's an older guy. This is a guy sort of in the, the his twilight years, and it didn't—I—I I, I didn't care. I just didn't care anything that he learned in the movie. Can I ask you? Do you not think it was a massive mistake for Woody to focus so much on the 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 relationship between his wife and the other director, and because that seemed to be the focal part of the movie? What him watching his wife being swept away and being aware of it? I mean, in the trailer, it even says. I followed my wife because she had an infatuation for this director. That's why I followed her. To, why did you do that? I mean, that as a premise makes no sense. I followed my wife because she liked this guy and I wanted to see it unfold, which is what he does. He goes and watches this relationship develop, 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 develop. Doesn't stop it. You know, he says he loves his wife or they loved each other at one point. He just goes away to watch his relationship disintegrate then kind of falls in love with a I don't I don't even know if he falls in love or he just has an infatuation with a, a very beautiful uh doctor and that doesn't develop and the movie ends with him just being like yeah uh, that happened and do, do you not think that was a weird choice as a, as a story because that's the only thing that's making me think Woody did you read this and think this is gonna make out of all of my movies, everything I've done, 
this is another this is another one I want to put to film. I don't understand why this script he put to film because it just feels like a premise mm-hmm. and nothing else. Did you not think that is there something else going to happen, James? Is it just me? I, I felt that with this. I felt it with Rainy Day in New York as well. It Rainy Day in New York. It's almost like all he had was the title. He didn't even have a premise. He just had that title. The best part of that movie was the uh, what? What's that actress? Elle Fanning. Yeah, El, yeah. Uh, her sort of being romanced by every guy that you know in this uh, film that. Well, again, she was being, uh, you know, entranced by a director. How many times would he do this? <laughs> in his yeah. last film, the, the female uh, partner of the main character was being entranced by a film director. So he just did that. He just did that in the previous movie too. At least those <laughs> at least those actors were younger actors though. You know, yeah, and they were like, better actors. They were better. better actors. Yeah, better. More, all right, more, rec- more recognizable. I don't want to say better. More recognizable. Wallace Shawn is very good at a specific kind of role. Not this role. What do you when he would play the sort of romantic lead, especially when he was younger? You could kind of see it. He was funny and he was charming, and he you could kind of see how he's not maybe the best looking guy, but some of these women would look past it. Wallace Shawn isn't that actor. He's really good at playing kind of the he was that part in Manhattan with him is hilarious. Yeah. But it's also making fun of him a little bit. He's in on the joke. It's not like Woody's being cruel, but you're supposed to. Woody sees him as you know Diane Keaton's uh, ex, and is like this guy. Like that's that's what he is. He's this guy. Yeah. He's not. He's not the lead of your movie. And I get the feeling that maybe Woody felt like he couldn't find anybody else. Well, thank you for saying that because I want to put this in context. Let's go back to Rainy Day in New York for a moment. Because when Rainy Day, he he had a great relationship with Amazon. I believe he finished Rainy Day and then Amazon and him went to court. That was a battle. They, they shelved Rainy Day for years. So that was finished. So this was the movie that was in production when he was in, when he took um, Amazon to court, when the, the Dylan and Mia thing happened. I feel like I want to give him a pass mm-hmm. <laughs> for this because... At the t- if you look at the production of the years when this movie was made, he was going through a lot of shit. Woody was going through a lot of shit. And maybe he just just wanted to get this one out there to hit the mark. Cause I do want to give I do want to give him a pass here. And I didn't hate this movie. But then again, to be honest with you, there's certain movies that people say are Woody Allen's worst. I don't hate. Like I don't hate to roam with love at all. It's a very funny movie. Alec Baldwin's in it lot of good things in there that you could take or leave in, in some ways it feels a bit like a sketch film as well Woody Allen's one of his worst movies has to be and I'm, I can't I don't even know if I can remember the name of it it's the one with Antonio Banderas oh uh, you will meet a tall dark stranger exactly and Anthony Hopkins even though again great actors with that movie and this movie isn't even I mean even with that movie he had good ideas that were just maybe there was too much going on in that movie I can't even remember it clearly this movie is just too... Uh, I don't want to call it... What's, is the term lackadaisical? Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like the most ironic thing is, and I'm, I, I didn't even think of this before doing this recording, it feels like a dream because it feels like a lot of weird things happen, but familiar things 
and then it just ends and then you wake up and then you forget about it yeah yeah it's it's one of his forgettable movies it's yeah. it's not rainy day in new york was forgettable as well but it was i'd put rainy day in new york way down on the list of his best movies like to, way down toward the bottom yeah uh, but for the, for a similar reason too that i think that the movies that i rank really low a lot of the time it is about actors being miscast mm. and you know you mentioned to roam with love and there's a lot of funny stuff in that but some of it i i didn't lo- like for instance the the plot with uh jesse eisenberg and um i guess now elliot page yeah i you know elliot page was you know has come out and said i regret working with woody uh, i regret him being in that movie because he was terrible in that movie and you never got the feeling that there was a relationship with him and jesse eisenberg that that made they were just they they annoyed me and i don't know that it was the 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 way they were written or if it was them but they if were just alec baldwin wasn't in those scenes i would have hated uh, them more if alec baldwin saved that part for me he's there's a part in that movie where he's he's just watching them talk and Alec Baldwin just has this look on his face that I remember that one <laughs> moment made me laugh harder yeah. than anything else in the movie did. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie Rifkin's festival, this did make me laugh a couple of times. It didn't it make did. me, it, I, it was, they were more like chuckles, but I, I definitely laughed more than I did in rainy day in New York, rainy day in New York. I remember made me laugh one time and I can't even remember what that joke was. What has Sean having those side comments about the director his wife falling in love with made me laugh? Like he would sit there and every time the director would say something, like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And what is Sean would make a cutting joke, mm-hmm. deadpan, and they wouldn't even cut to it or laugh or they would just ignore him. Like every time what Sean would say something, when he would follow them out on their, on their let's call it a, a, a three person date, and they'll be sitting in the corner and what is Sean would be sitting there making the side comments. A lot of those comments were funny. But then I just felt to myself, is this all the movie's going to be? What if Sean's a third wheel watching his wife getting taken away? And then, you know, and that's exactly what happened. And I was like, okay. And he, you, uh, you didn't get the feeling that he cared. He didn't. I mean, he's he's enamored with the doctor. He's not even bothering to, it's not like he's, you know, there could have been some comedy in him like stalking his wife a little bit, checking up on her, yeah, you know, making sure that, you know, everything was above board with her and this director. And that, that doesn't happen. He's, you know, he says, in the, like it says in the trailer, he's there to make sure that everything's okay with his wife, but then he doesn't pay any attention to his wife. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. Uh, this is a very, again, I'm, I'm really going to give Woody a pass on this one because again, I didn't hate the movie. A lot, of, a lot was going on in his life. Part of me is like, maybe I should watch this again. Cause I'm missing something. But to be honest with you, it's just, there's too much in this movie, especially actually it's Wallace Shaw. I just don't really want to see him again. Cause I feel kind of bad. Cause you know, like you said, he's affable, but he's kind of, uh, he's, he reminds me he's kind of hunchbacky and just I feel yeah. like I'm just watching someone I don't know it just really does feel like he threw, he threw Wallachaw a, bo- a bone but he didn't even give him one of his best scripts <laughs> to do it no, <laughs> which is I, a good thing which is a good thing actually 
I, I think that if he had offered the part to Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin would have done it. Alec Baldwin, man, is a. Mo- I mean, anything he does, I'd watch. It's one I love yeah. Alec Baldwin, and he just as he's got charisma oozing out of his fingertips. So, and you could believe that Alec Baldwin hitting on that doctor, maybe that doctor would be interested. Yeah, Wallace Shawn, it's you know, I again, I hate to, I hate to put it this way, but if you're going to put yourself into the, you know, perspective of a woman, if you're sitting across from Alec Baldwin. Maybe you could say, oh, well, I know I'm married and everything, but he's really, he's really being, he's listening to me and he's uh, giving me something that my husband doesn't. If you're sitting across from Wallace Shawn, he's like, who is this creepy little old man who is clearly flirting with me and asking me really personal questions? This is a, a, especially for right now in Woody's life, this was a huge miscalculation for him to have the older guy now it's not this doctor I, I checked the actress is in her 40s mm. so it's not like you know uh the the woody surrogate character is hitting on a 20 year old but it's still a big age gap and it that that's a miscalculation for woody at this point right now yeah uh i mean it's what he does though <laughs> he's done it so yeah. many times so i mean it's to me Again, when people are trying to drag him down for doing that, when he's kind of always done it, it's just a constant with him. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't know. But you know, I, I, looking back on this movie when it was being announced, if it wasn't for Christoph Waltz, I, I, I might not have even had much expectation. So I can't, you know, I can't even say, oh my god, I was expecting this to be great. I was expecting Rainy Day to be great, and it wasn't. This, I. I had the feeling, you know, after winning the day, I was kind of like, meh. And it turned out to be just a dream, just just a, a, a faint dream. And, you know, you go on Rotten Tomatoes, has got, at the time of this recording, June 2021, it's got 56%. Critics are not very fond of it. More of the same. Tepid Woody, IMDb, same in the sixes. A lot of people will love anything Woody does. You know, Europeans love his movies. I just want him to, you know, I know he's got a film that I think he's shooting in France right now. I I hope it's inspired and um, I don't know who's involved. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I know he's actually, I'm pretty sure he's working on the 50th movie in, in France right now. I hope he's inspired and I hope he can show again that he's got, he's still got some, um, some wins in him. But again, don't hate the movie. Don't think it's got awful. But unfortunately, it's just forgettable. And some people would say that's a bigger sin than being bad. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely pop this in uh, before I would Rainy Day in New York. But uh, yeah, it's... I I think Rainy Day in New York, I was a little bit more forgiving too because of everything it took just for me to be able to see it. Yeah. (laughs) And... But as I've thought about it, it's definitely a lesser movie. And this, again, I had to order the movie from Spain in order to get it. And this is to why, you know, this 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 idea that his critics have of, we, well, we have to make sure that nobody sees these movies. No, let them see this movie, because if you really want to, if you really want, you know, to win your argument, Woody hasn't exactly been hitting it out of the park lately. And his movies come out, they never make their money back anymore. And 
they are clearly afterthoughts for him. And I, I really hope that you're right. And he was just distracted with this one. And maybe this 50th one, I'm hoping that he's, you know, I, what he usually maybe wouldn't think in this way, but I hope that he sees this 50th movie as something he really wants to get right. Something he really wants to, maybe, maybe it might even be his last movie and he can, he can, say okay i really have to focus i really have to you know make the best possible movie that i can because you're right i don't think he cared with this one i think he just wanted to make a movie just to make a movie yeah uh i don't have much more to say uh musical score same woody's got a a set template for the kind of music he uses and you know it was fine um i think we've covered pretty much everything honestly i've nothing really much more to say I, again don't hate the movie it is what it is um I, it was a year ago we spoke about many days so maybe he's he's getting back to his schedule uh uh yeah he's getting the delays with the uh, european and american distribution but he's still making movies so you know we're still going to talk about them and when he's not making movies we'll go back to adjacent and talk about other movies so yeah man um James, uh, have you got anything else to say about this festival, this uh, Riftkin's festival? Just one other thing, and that was the movie did very much get a, a, a surprise shock out of me when I looked closer and I was like, is that Steve Gutenberg? Oh, shit. I remember he did come <laughs> in. Yes. He, um, was that when he was asking where she was? Was that when uh, yeah. he was asking what? Yeah, yeah, that was. I... I I had to like wind it back and go. It it was so unceremonious for somebody who, granted, Steve Gutenberg is not a big star now, but yeah. um, for somebody who was a really big star at one point, he's just sort of dropped in there, and uh, he he could have been played by anybody. I don't know why he turned up. <laughs> but yeah would you to this day someone will always rock up roll up on his movies where you'll be like oh wow so that's another one to add to Woody's catalog so yeah um on that note again I want to give a massive shout out to the Woody Allen pages <laughs> uh fan site um they got the podcast going um and I'm looking forward to what he has to say about... Actually, he already put a review up, a blog up about a while ago. But because he's doing a very interesting podcast, a lot of, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. This is, why I'm doing, this is why I'm doing promotion for the Woody Allen Pages podcast. He always goes behind the scenes and somehow gets a lot more inf information on Woody's thought process and the actors and stuff like that. So I would like to hear and see if my hunch is right about, you know, why this movie is so the way it is <laughs> mm -hmm. but you know yeah check out that podcast um james uh yeah we're going to be getting back to woody allen adjacent after this uh we already announced on the previous recording we're going to be talking about chris Watts' movie top five okay. on the next recording so uh, guys look forward to that that'll be next month uh james uh where can the people reach you when they go want to get in contact with you where can they reach you uh, I am on manicexpression.com and you can find my books at Amazon. And the links to the books will be in the description. As always, you can get me at Planet Tyro. Um, the link 
will be in the description for Twitter. Follow us on YouTube as well, because we put these videos up on YouTube as well as the podcast feed. And uh, yeah, we're going to leave it there a bit shorter. I felt like we had to drag that one out a little bit because honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't have that much to say, but I'm pretty sure I got everything off my chest. So, uh, James, you feel the same way? I do. Yeah, this is just not, there's not a lot to say about this one. All right. So we'll leave it at that, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes, as always. Honest opinion. Share your honest opinion with us as well down below. Did you love the movie? Did you hate the movie? What do you think of it? And yeah, we'll follow up with you guys in the comments. And we'll see you on the next recording.